Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Wowzers, I just encountered a an interesting invention here. Uh, it's on Twitter. There's a guy with a backpack. He's got a backpack, and on the backpack is a monitor. And, uh, hello. Hi. And on the monitor, there is a video game. And then coming out of the backpack is a series of plugs. And the second picture here shows or uh, I should say wires, wires coming out of these, these plug outlet things. And then you cut to this other um, angle and you see the wires coming out of his backpack and there are like four people playing the video game behind him. So, so I just had this absurd idea and I don't know if this is what this is or not, but I just had this absurd idea that'd be funny social experiment where you got four or five people, you know, the one guy just keeps walking. He just, he walks, you know, he just walks and four or five of these other people walk while they're playing the video game. It's like these tentacle kind of things that are hanging out. It's about, they stand about eight feet away from him, nine feet away from him, um, following. So when he stops, they stop. You know, maybe he stops to peruse items there at, uh, let's say, Venice Beach. These people follow behind playing the video game. And just imagine what kind of interesting... Whoa, and then imagine this. What if the monitor, the TV where the, where the video games are played, what if there's a monitor that's, that's showing them playing it? Oh, that's cool. A camera that faces backwards. So then it becomes one of those things like on Twitch where it's a let's play type of thing where um, at-home viewers are actually watching this thing happen. Uh, maybe you'd call that mobile let's play or something. Um Interesting, interesting. I got to figure out how to use that Twitch. I got to figure out how to use that because I, I, I really want to use it for uh, Inspirato Projecto when I when I do the show um, and for all kinds of other ideas, of course. So, uh, yeah, that's all for now. So this idea just came to me. Um, I've been listening to when my dad was in town. He would turn on Alexa. He, he would tell it to uh, play certain song choices, and I didn't realize that it would just play free music for you like this, like a Pandora or a Spotify. And so, you know, I was sitting here thinking, okay, usually I'm I'll put on like a playlist on my TV. Um, right now, I'm putting in the new Kapow stuff for uh, 2021 January 2021 uh normally I'll just put some like a playlist a YouTube playlist on there and you know then and then there's a whole series of commercials and I was sitting there thinking okay either way there are these commercials coming around then I thought okay what would be a what would be a futuristic thing that'll happen with um what is something that'll happen in the future? And I thought maybe embedded commercials. So you're paying for sort of an invisible commercial, a subliminal commercial that is inserted into um, the radio itself during the station, you know? So maybe the audience will only hear a little bit of music 
for 30 seconds, but really there's a subliminal commercial coming through. Or maybe even within the song itself, they'll they'll insert Pepsi uh, commercials. So it's like in there in the back of your brain, but it's at a tiny little volume, but it's there. It's still in there. So that had popped into my brain. I just found this little giblet on Instagram. Think about this. This comes off of uh, the Instagram account aliens underscore IG. In 1954, a traveler from Europe arrived at Haneda Airport in Tokyo with a passport from a country named Torrid a country that does not and has never existed. The man also claimed that his country was 1,000 years old. Investigators invited the man to stay in a hotel while they investigated further with armed guards placed outside his room. However, when his hotel was opened, no trace of the man could be found. having a piece of rehearsal next door to where we are rehearsing. Oh, there's no telling who this is over here in Studio C. See what Facebook does is they put you in a digital prison. They don't give you a reason and they don't give you a time. Mine was three days. I heard it could be up to 30 days. I don't know. All I know is you could look at everything on Facebook but you can't type in. The minute you even put your mouse over it and click in the box to type something before you type, it gives you the censorship warning. Facebook put me in a digital prison. I could not comment, like, or share. They blocked all my communications and did not give a reason why. Facebook's digital prison is happening to other people. Uh, and, I, and I look forward to hearing from you. For those of you who've been listening to the past few episodes, you've heard uh, about the plight of man behind the machine, what he has been going through with Facebook. I'm very curious what those items of interest are that uh, Facebook decided to deem noteworthy and untrustworthy from man behind the machine uh from anything i've experienced so far uh, from your man behind the machine i I think from anything i've experienced with your information uh output and uh your concoctions your artistic endeavors it's all very good it's all very positive stuff and um i think i think it's strange that they would censor you so uh the, have you talked to other people who this has happened to and then find out maybe what that information is because maybe there's a common piece of you know keywords or some kind of word construction that maybe puts it on the radar perhaps 
So I'd love to know. I've never been in Facebook prison. Um, Facebook has been my stage, my media, my channel, my network, and uh, my playset. I'm sorry to hear you've had those issues. And it's my pleasure to let folks know of uh, the, the journey and the craziness that you've gone through uh, concerning this. So ideally, you know, uh, other folks can look out and see what that's all about. Um, man alive. Um, I got to say, having said that, I am now opening up to Kapow. We're going to open up submissions to Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival 2021. Think about this. Two plus two is four. Four plus one is five. The number of synchronicity, folks. 2021, the number of synchronicity. Think about that. It's going to be in January. January 2021. Uh, We're going to open up submissions within this month. And... uh, before the end of January. So we're very excited to uh, to let you know. Keep your eyes out for kapowiff.com. If you're on Film Freeway, look for us at filmfreeway.com slash kapowiff. And you can start seeing submissions. I'm going to open up submissions to Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook videos. So I'm opening up a whole entire category. I think I'm going to call it social media videos. Yeah, social social media videos. Yeah, that's what I'll call it. So I'm opening it up for that and also virtual reality. So this is, this is another exciting thing for those who... Um, want to add more as as i did last year i'm I'm, you know we're still adding podcasts to this so if you hear this and uh alexa mute oh that's good you can make it mute while commercials are happening that's nice um wouldn't that be cool if you could have it send you an alert when the commercial is done Ooh, that'd be cool. Send me an alert when the commercial's done. Wow. So, yeah, all you podcasters out there, all my wonderful friends that I've met at the Los Angeles podcast explosion. Oh, man, I can't wait to to see them enter podcasts and also have them at the venue podcasting, interviewing folks. Um, Oh, man, I just just can't wait to see how this all evolves. Anyway, um, man behind the machine, if you've got anything you want to enter... Uh, into the film festival, please let me know. I know you do um, visual motion picture art. Here's a story. I remember uh, I was, my buddy Jason Carr, a mutual friend of ours, uh, was over there at Man Behind the Machines uh, art art coven. (laughs) Uh, Man Behind the Machines art coven. And I walked in and there were these really interesting sort of like Atari 2600 type like images up on a TV. And these guys were all, you know, just floating on a whole nother level watching this thing. And it had this really interesting soundtrack. 
just really interesting sort of like digitized, uh, uh, pixelated, you know that sound where it sounds like a sound, pixelated, uh, glitchy, digitized kind of, so there was a lot of that, there was a lot of that coming out of the TV and it was just really intriguing and I remember they had this, um, it was, it was like a, uh, uh, like a milk jug kind of thing, <clears throat> um, one of those gallon things, but it was filled with, it had grapes at the bottom of it and vodka in there. So it's like they made this like almost like a homemade grape vodka. It was really cool. So you'd drink this vodka and munch on these grapes that were, you know, they had doused up this, you know, sponged up this, this vodka, like little, uh, oh, it was just really good. Great. It was like, mm, really good. So, uh, it's so exciting. This is so exciting. So exciting. Thank you for your contributions. This goes for any of you. You want to contribute to this? Send any of your audio to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you're a fellow podcaster on Anchor, uh, send me a message. Send me a voice message. Um, if you want to be interviewed, uh, email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you got something to say, some trivia, something interesting, a dream, uh, an abduction, uh, uh, UFO abduction or wit- eyewitness story, send it to, call the voicemail, toll free, 561-203-9179. Just send it on in and uh, I'll put it on to here for you, All right? All right. I have a dream of having what are called yacht yacht rockets, yacht rockets, and they will be our dancers. They'll be our dancing sailorettes uh, when Yachtly Crew is playing. I want to see Yachtly Crew grow and expand. I want to see it like the Blue Men Group. I th- I'm sure you've heard me say this before. That's my dream: is that this will sort of evolve into the Blue Man Group type of situation. Uh, so far, everything else I've predicted has come true. I predicted we'd be playing on Sunset Strip. I predicted we'd be playing a whiskey. We got a whiskey show coming up. I predicted that uh, we'd be playing on a cruise soon enough. I predicted uh, uh, that we'd be playing in Chicago. Um, there are a lot of things that and I mean, and it's not like, oh yeah, how how awesome, you know, that, you know, it's not like one of those things like, oh, congratulate me for predicting this. It's one of these things of just basically saying, oh, it's just basically from a product, from the, from the mind of, from the perspective of giving, giving, opening, opening up to those possibilities, giving those possibilities a chance and going, yep. You know, here's something I would like to see happen. I guess it's like one of those kinds of things. Here's something I'd like to see happen. And then going, this will happen. And not in a cocky way, just simply saying, this will happen. I'm going to do this. I'm putting on my shoes. I'm putting on my socks. This is this is going to happen. I'm going to have socks on my feet. Uh, <laughs> so... There are a number of really, really interesting things um, that I've seen happen that uh, I predicted that there would be dolphins 
in our audience. Um, and the guys would, you know, some of them, well, I predicted that there would be uh, dolphins in the audience. And sure enough, we played a show and there were dolf- dolphins in the audience. I imagine people dressed in costumes during our show. What happens? We play the 311 Cruise and there's a whole costume party. Super Mario Brothers, uh, Rick and Morty, Cheech and Chong, uh, the girl, the women from uh, Game of Thrones with dragons, people dressed as aliens, all kinds of crazy stuff out there, superheroes, all kinds of fun stuff. So I just, I imagine we're on stage and, and Pauly zip lines up into the sky like a, like a cherub, like you see like those Valentine's Day cherubs, except instead of the bow and arrow, he's got his saxophone and he just goes whoosh, and he flies up into the sky and uh, I want to see it happen. So a big, big thing. I want to see more costumes in the audience. I want it to be like a musical type of thing. So we see the Yacht Rockettes up there dancing along with us. A wonderful choreography happening. Oh, man. Just be a blast. So that's what I predict, the Yacht Rockettes. Coming to a Yachtly Cruise stage near you. New songs, lighting cues, all kinds of razzmatazz. So that is uh, Jessica Gardner helping us out with her choreography. So this interesting, interesting, interesting epiphany just occurred. Zeke, giddy. Hi, Zeke. So... Uh, we, we've been, we've, we've got this, this, this black panther. He's got a little belly on him. His name is Zeke. Uh, Marky, the Garfield looking guy, who's also got a big belly. He, he's just like Garfield, the orange guy. Marky. And then Gonzo, who's like a tabby, very, very thin, very skinny. And then, uh. Oliver, another another big bellied guy. He's got a belly that goes roop, 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 roop. when he walks. It's like roop, 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 roop. moves like a pendulum. Uh, but boy, is he agile! Jumps really high too. So, um, oh, there you go. All right, okay. He's not harming you. Hey, dude. Uh, 
So this is the thing. Uh, we we usually try to keep Zeke in uh, Jenny's room through the day um, while these guys are out here, and then at night we switch we switch places, and then sometimes we you know and then we do the opposite the other way. We'll keep the cats in my three cats in my room, and him out here, and we'll leave, let one cat out at a time sometimes with them just to see how they interact one at a time. You know to kind of get this rapport with this guy. We're we're trying to sort of like wean them wean them in together here. And uh, Zeke is a feral cat. He's just a just a playful fella. And uh, so we got dry food in his room. Now, these guys eat their wet food twice a day. Twice a day, these guys eat their wet food. And uh, so they ended up somehow discovering that Zeke had dry food in my sister's room. So these guys, Oliver, the guy with the belly that swings like a pendulum, and uh, Marky, the Garfield-looking guy, would go sneak into the room and go try to eat this food. Well, I finally realized what the heck was going on. Because I, I kept hearing these, you know, cat fights in the hallway. All this stuff. And I realized, oh, these guys would go into my sister's room, try to eat this dry cat food, and there was Zeke right there waiting for him. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, Lando in disguise. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, um, this guy's just lovable, just playful. But I think he, you know, he tackled him first times he met him. So they're, they're gun, you know, they're just not willing to, to play well with him. But they're, they're getting there. They're getting better and better and better. Um, yeah, right out of the box. As soon as he met him, he just tackled him. I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt him. I, I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt him. I'm sure he was just excited, like, wow, other cats. He had lived by himself. So he's probably like, wow, new friends. And these guys are freaked out. They're like, whoa, 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 we're not used to roughhousing here. Hold on. So this has happened on a few occasions. As you can imagine, these guys are very, every time he walks past, they're either hissing or growling or making noises like, I don't know, like you, 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 you just threw them on a cactus. Uh, I mean, these things are crazy, crazy. These cats made the craziest noises. Zeke will get in uh, maybe, you know, jeez. Two, I think two feet is probably the closest I'd see them together without him growling at him. So he's, you know, he's trying to get better at not just running after them, and they're trying to get better at not overreacting. However, they still freak out, thinking that he he might, you know, who knows? I'm getting the feeling that every time he walks past, probably thinking, oh, God, are you going to jump on me? So, and they're, they all have claws. So, uh... You just wonder at what point in a cat's mind do they dis- do they decide to really unleash the claws? Because I've heard that cats kind of like they kind of like keep their claws in sometimes and they're swiping at each other. Well, how do they know when that point reaches where snickety snickety out comes the actual claws? At what point it's kind of like Wolverine? At what point does he does he decide? Okay, it's time for the claws. No other option here. It's time for the claws. So these guys are so gun shy, Rhonda. Yet, what I noticed is they will still, they, they will risk being harmed for the value of eating. So the reward, the value, is far outweighs the obstacle or obstacles, claws, fangs, uh, throw at them. Today, okay, so 
today, um, I had, let's see, what was it? What was it? Oh yeah. Oliver up in the cat tree. I fed all four of these guys, decided to, you know, try to get them to eat near each other, get them to eat near each other. So that way maybe they get, get used to each other's vibes. Um, get them in, 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 in that brainwave. So if they're in, the, in that same brainwave, if they're in a brainwave of eating and eating is, is enjoyable, there's this idea that subliminally, psychologically, unconsciously, they're associating the good vibes with eating with that, that cat. Associating that cat with the good vibes of eating. So, um, so, um, so to, to all four cats, I had, I had them eat. Now, at some point, I look over and I see that, um, one of the cats is eating his food. Oliver is his wet food that I just put down for him. And I'm like, what? How the heck did he get over there into that food? And then I saw Zeke standing, like, off to the side, like, just watching what's going on. Like, he was just like, huh, this, this cat is eating my food right now. Or eating this food that was placed before me. And I thought, holy cow, he is the right there next to him trying to take his food. And then I did a test. Gonzo's very gun-shy. He's always hiding. He's hiding behind the cardboard cutout of uh, Dale Cooper over here in the corner. He hides over here. Perfect hiding space. Um... I put Zeke's bowl of food. Uh, so, so, okay, so imagine, here's the setup. Oliver was up in the cat tree, up in a little, little, you know, little crevice. Zeke was at the bottom of it, kind of looking up at it. And he was done with eating his food, so there was still a little bit of food left in, 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 in the bowl. So I brought the bowl, probably about three feet away, from Zeke there down at the bottom of the cat tree and then and, and and I put it there thinking oh Zeke you know come on over here eat it he didn't he just sat there and then Gonzo came around snuck in snuck in like you see in um those old mo uh, war movies like rah, 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 the crawl they're crawling he's got his elbows he's got his kneecaps he's, ja, 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 ja. he's moving he's grooving he's got his utility belt he's got his backpack on he's got his little helmet he's Combat boots. He's sneaking his way in there, and he starts eating that food. Gonzo starts eating that food, and Zeke is just watching him. And Gonzo's like trying to ravenously eat this food, and at the same time, you kind of see him like looking up at him. He's like looking up at him, looking up at him. Remember, the Monkees was not your traditional sort of band. All that, the songs on um, Instant Replay, that they'd already been recorded uh, way before the, we did the movie Head. Oh. This was part of the the massive amount, and there's still 60 tracks and vocals out there that have never been released and never finished. And uh, Zeke is looking at him, not doing anything. And there's Gonzo uh, looking up at him, eating his food. And that's where that uh, uh, epiphany struck me again, was the fact that 
because I've had, you know, I was able to observe the data in just such a short amount of time, that Gonzo was, was following his heart, following his hunger, and that outweighed, that, 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 that cost more, that was more of a value than uh, the fear, the possibility of getting swiped at, bitten, jumped on. Because I got to tell you, Mark, uh, uh, Zeke is like a WWF wrestler. He just tackled these guys, or at least early on. Sometimes I'll see him in a, scu- in a scuffle. That's only because one of, the, one of the guys sneaks in there to go eat Zeke's food in the other room. So he was w- risking to get beat up for the taste of that food. And I thought, holy moly, that's that's a marvelous lesson. If I just keep that at the forefront of my brain, because Anthony Robbins talks about this, we run towards pleasure or we, or we, 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 we move towards pleasure or we move away from pain. No, that's painful. God, get me out of here. That triggers me. Ah, I'm running away from that. Ah, we can't discuss that. Ah. Don't you dare bring up pickles. I, 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 I triggers me. Yeah. My mom used to make me eat pickles, and now it triggers me years later. Down the line. So, do we run towards pleasure, run away from pain? So, I would preferably go towards, go towards the pleasure. Wouldn't you prefer for that to kind of move, move you along, move you along? And if you know there's something that is going to cause, you know, pain, so to speak, uh, you know, f- I guess if you, if you have pleasure as the ruling perceptor, the lens, the master lens that you're utilizing, you're looking through as you're moving along, then ideally you'd, you'd see the pleasure, you'd find the pleasure within the process, within whatever that comes across, uh, because if you're enjoying that pleasure step by step, enjoying that process, you've got pleasure. Imagine paving, imagine pleasure being sort of like the foundation, like paving a road of pleasure. Okay. Now, anything else that comes along, we're going to find a way of, 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 of sculpting it, of marinating it together, blending it together, collaborating it together with, uh, with the other stuff. So, I, it really, really struck me. I just started going, holy moly, that is crazy. So, that would be a really cool thing to think about in, in terms of uh, when we come across what we think is the face of, observe, observe, of, of adversity. Observable, observable adversity. Next time that we... Uh, come across something like that, let, then in that moment we can go back to our intention and go, what, what was my main intention here? What was my excitement? What was the thing that was driving me? What was the pleasure here that I was invested in? The pleasure of acting. Oh, yes, that's right. The pleasure of painting. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The pleasure of playing music. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The pleasure of doing jumping jacks, uh, <laughs> skydiving. The pleasure of that. The pleasure. Of 
pleasure of that. Wow. You know, this, uh, this, this, uh, being that's, uh, channeled Bashar. Gosh, man, ozonated water is just the best. Just the best. Uh, so, Bashar, the, uh, the channeled being. One of the things he talks about is that nothing has meaning. Nothing has meaning. There's no inherent built-in meaning. And that means that we are free to place our own views and our own uh, choices upon how we want to view it. So we can transform a person. Let's say we transform a grumpy person. I'm just thinking, for instance, let's say you go to Target or something and you got some grumpy people in front of you. Well, transform them in your mind instead of letting that just go, oh, God, this is affecting me. These people are annoying. How do we turn it into something funny? How do we turn it into maybe they look like a Jim Henson character, some kind of Muppet? Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy looks like a a big furry Muppet. (laughs) That guy looks like something I'd see on The Muppet Show. You know, then now you start chuckling about that because now you're thinking about the Muppet Show. You think about, you're imagining that guy as a Muppet on the Muppet Show. And uh, you know, it's he, uh, one of the things he says is when you when you change how you look at things, the things will change. <laughs> uh, believing is seeing. That's another thing. So you believe it first, and then you see it. It's because that's what we do. We lead with our belief system, and then we see evidence of that. It's so interesting. So that, I mean, that in itself reassures us that our realities are, are based upon what our choices are and what our thoughts are and definitions are of particular things going on in our society. We have the right to redefine uh, how we view anything how we want to choose it one could say oh gosh you know let's say they're they're in the forest <coughs> and they don't want to you know they're they're camping they're forced camp like wow oh, geez all these trees all this quietness well okay what's something that, how can we redefine how we're looking at it Ooh, what if we just take a big deep breath hmm mm, those trees ah that ah that freshness mm, the nature Look at that. Oh, look at that little squirrel. Hey, that bird up there is building a nest. That bird is building a nest out of my old hostess Twinkie wrapper. There it is, weaving it in. And then allowing oneself to just become fascinated with with what is pleasurable. What is the pleasurable? What is the enjoyable? One of the other things Bashar talks about is that excitement, following joy and excitement, just pure, just authentic joy and excitement. It's a built-in toolkit. It built within that is everything we need. So the idea is this, is to, is to always try to be as close to source as possible. And for those of you who've heard me on this podcast, you know I could, you know, I like to claim that I'm very positive, but I'm sure I've I've said some stuff that that's probably been uh, uh, 
possibly rubbed someone the wrong the wrong way gosh well that guy's kind of gruff what the heck everybody goes through what they're going through sometimes it's hard to shake some of the stuff that's uh that's rattling around in the back of your brain i think that's possibly part of the reason why i have a podcast so i can hear myself talk about this stuff out loud so then i can take to heart what is there and then plus i've got it documented and so i if when i go back and listen because i really don't go back and listen on these things let's say i go back and listen next thing i know uh I, I get to learn something about myself. I get to hear the history of my thought process through the years, and I get to to analyze the words and go, okay, are these, is this language that I want to continue using? Is this an ecosystem? Because as you're listening to your own language, something that you've recorded, you're listening to the ecosystem that you're choosing to put around you. So if you, if you listen to your recording as objectively as possible, as another observer, as a completely different person, and think of, okay, if <coughs> if that was not me if that was another person entirely what would i think of that language that that person is using would i want to hang out with that person maybe we wouldn't even notice it you know uh my grandpa you know he would say i can't complain i can't complain i went to this millionaire mind uh 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 what do you call it seminar one time with t harvecker learned a lot of great stuff And uh, one of the big things that they taught us was that we're all just frequencies and vibrations, which was, which was, I think, helped get me out of the path of really looking deeper into finding out how to connect my, my, myself with, with source energy. So looking, looking at that, if, 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 if we come from source energy and, and the idea is to try to feel that source energy, try to really feel that here on this planet, What's the, what's the direct route? Happiness and joy. Because source energy just is elation, elation. Imagine just for a second we play with the idea that we're these spiritual beings. And we come from this sor- the source of satisfaction, of elation, of excitement, of ooh, blissfulness, blissfulness, blissfulness. Right there, right there in the middle of this, this core of just just ooh. And you just imagine everyone happy, just dance around, good, blissfulness blissfulness and then a spark from that source shout out all those sparks shout out and created all this other stuff so now all of a sudden here we are this being this light being that is used to being near source energy knows what that feels like what if the you know that that would make sense that the excitement that we feel that's why people become sexaholics or why people become addicted to drugs. There's that joy. There's that, 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 that excitement. There's that ooh. There's that ah. There's that pleasure. Wouldn't people want to just live within that ultimate pleasure as possible? That's probably that f- an orgasm, I'd say, is probably a, 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 you know, another, like, probably the, probably the best example, I would say. Um next to maybe something like skydiving, you know, just that pure blissful thrill. And I'm not comparing those. They can, they can be one and the same. Uh, one person's uh, uh, naked orgasm is another person's jump from an airplane, let's say. I cannot judge how those sensations go 
on within those bodies. I can say, however, is that there's a thrill. So it's the thrill, it's the adrenaline, it's the ah. It's that discovery, the epiphany, the release, the satisfaction, the ooh, that just hits the spot. The comfort food, the satisfying the TV show that is your favorite, the books that you love reading, the trees that you love climbing in, it's the the fishing spots, you love fishing in the surf areas, you love surfing, all that stuff. The park you love skating in. <coughs> it's that ultimate just, man, that video game you just love diving into. That's, that's that. That is that. These are all different avenues. These are, these are symbolic representations of what that real thing is. This is just the best we got, which is great, which is fantastic, which is awesome. Now imagine... So, well, there's there's meditation. Meditation, actually, I should say, is the is that consciousness. Meditation, yeah, yeah. Right there, put your finger on it. It's a way to just lock, get logged back into what that what that's like. So, excitement, blissfulness, and now what happens when we're blissful? When we're, when we're excited, when we take photos, that shines through. That's why people go, "Oh my gosh, you're so bright." When we make a song, that shines through. We, we, we act in a movie, that shines through. That uh, painting we make, it's f that vibe is stamped into it. The food we make, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That excitement that we have, it's from that core, it's from the source. Imagine this, we get rid of all those blockages. And I feel it right now just from talking about this. Wow, i got to say this feels really good. Because Kapow is coming up again, and i got to start coming up with the submission process and all that jazz. And I don't want to be locked into that limited-minded perspective again of that, oh, my gosh, what have I, you know, i got to deal with this thing. Because it's a big job. So i just got to take it a process at a time. How do I find the excitement through the process? There we go. So following that excitement. Now people see that. People want to be around that. They're magnetized to it. Those who those who, you know, attempt do their best to live in that blissful state. Um, maybe another way that someone does it is just by lighting up <coughs> people's lives, encouraging them, complimenting them. Like that's awesome. So. That excitement, that pleasure, it, it's, it's, it's a built-in toolkit that just attracts everything else. It's the snowflake that turns into the snowball. Snowball turns into the, 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 the uh, snowman torso. Snowman torso that turns into an avalanche. Bam, 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 blah, blah. Avalanche, it turns into a Death Star. <laughs> the uh, Death Star that turns into a Jupiter. Etc. The Jupiter that turns into a galaxy. I mean, oh my God. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? Imagine if we heard more of that in our TV shows, in our news, everywhere. So, man, it's, it's, it's really amazing when you feel that bliss, when you feel it, when you feel that excitement, when you plug it into what you're doing. Your friends feel it. People, unknown people. It's uh, Philly reiterated this to me. Philly Ocean from Yachtly Crew. He re reiterated this to me. Was uh, 
the idea of approaching each person as if they're your best friend, your long-lost friend, someone that you just got a great rapport with. Approach them that way. See, there we go. Fits right along with Bashar. Change how you look at things, and the things you look at will change. It's a palindrome, folks. Palindrome. Palin, palin, palindrome. Palindrome. That was the big discovery in Santanitas, the Christmas movie. Check it out. It's on IGTV. S-A-N-T-A-N-A-T-A-S. You can find it on my IGTV if you go to uh, Inspirato Projecto. You can also find another nice movie there called The Phantom Forum. <laughs> so follow your bliss, follow your heart, follow your excitement. So imagine if the cats were to view each other, they were they were each individually chosen to view one another. How they view each other rather than a threat. Um, then the other cats change. How interesting is that? All right, folks, keep the inspirato flowing. Keep it flowing. So I learned there's a new David Lynch film on Netflix. It's a short film. And I believe it's called What Do You Know About Jack? Unless it's... um, it's something like that. And it's just David Lynch and a monkey. And his interview in the monkey. And it's absolutely brilliant. Just brilliant. And it's like a noir detective thing. And I think Lynch could do a whole series of this. Once he gets on a roll, I mean, he's already got an in. He's already got it on Netflix. He put up a short film on a Netflix. Let that sink it in. Sink it in your brain. Lynch wrote it, directed it. It was shot by someone else. There were about seven people thanked. Uh, The set carpenters included Lynch, his son Riley, Sabrina Sutherland, who's a producer of Twin Peaks and a lot of David Lynch movies. Just think about that. She helped build the set. I met Sabrina Sutherland at the uh, Spreading Darkness premiere. Josh Eisenstadt's film. That was awesome. That was awesome. I also, I believe I also met her at One-Eyed Jacks on uh, New Year's. 2000. 17, maybe? Is that what that was? 
think that's what it was. And um, so imagine this. I mean, Lynch basically made this whole movie by himself. Who knows? It probably, maybe it actually cost something to make. But uh, let's say if we just decide to go the route of, you know, Lynch just doing it guerrilla style way, making his own creation and putting it out there into the world. That's pretty cool. Think about that. They probably paid him to get that little movie up there up on uh, Netflix. Just what a great way. Imagine. Okay, so this is my prediction. Is that more filmmakers are going to do this. Reminds me of uh, when, when Wes Anderson shot. I think it was called Hotel Chevalier. And it, uh, it was a companion piece to, what the heck was it? Um, oh gosh, Darjeeling, I think it was called Darjeeling Unlimited, the train movie. It was a companion piece to that, it was about 15 minutes, and they ended up airing it before the movie. And, uh, I'm thinking, if Wes Anderson is making short films like that, before we know it, we'll see short films of his up on Netflix, we'll see Charlie Kaufman movies, we'll see, um... Robert Rodriguez, any of these, any of these directors, any of these filmmakers who are just actively creating what they're creating outside of the Hollywood system, doing it their own way. This is, this is, I've been predicting this. I've been predicting this. It's so funny because while all of these, uh, all these, uh, different services are out there streaming, trying to take control of the of the of the uh, streaming viewers Netflix Hulu Disney Plus is doing it uh, I'm sure there's going to be a DC one so if you think about it the people like Lynch who are just creating what they're creating they're making content which can then get placed on any of these streaming services, which is just just extraordinary when you think about that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got next because uh, why wouldn't you make more? I think once you, once you get the taste of... Uh, oh, he also did the music. He also did the music for it. Dean Hurley? I think his name is Dean Hurley. Uh, his uh, collaborator. Who collaborated on Blue Bob. And uh, helped him on, you know, all these soundtracks. All this different, all this different, all these different creations. Dean Hurley helped him out with the sound for this one. However, Lynch. Um made the music there's a part in there where the monkey sings it's just so cool when you think about this the fact that he's just creating a way he's just creating a way kind of reminds me of when he started dipping his toes into, into making music it seemed as soon as he started dipping his toes into making music Lynch the floodgates just kept opening up he just he, he you know he put out his own he put out two of his own albums um with, with, you know, like rock and roll type albums, if you want to call it that. And not to mention all the other 
experimental ones that he did. Blue Bob. Um, I think it's called The Room's on Fire. Uh, producing with Krista Bell. Uh, Deluxe Vivian's um, Hildegard. Hildegard. Um, oh gosh, who was that? Who was that? Who's that woman? Was her name like Jolene or Janelle or something? So, yeah, he's he's been in the midst of all this. I think we're going to see a lot more David Lynch concoctions going up on on Netflix, and it's really going to start getting people to question what's going on. They're really going to start going, hmm, maybe I ought to try this. So that's my that's my prediction. Well, man, I have been editing together this new video that I'm excited. I do not know the title of it yet. It'll be on IGTV within the next couple of days. I'm so excited. Uh, I've added some more animation to it, some hand-drawn animation. Very rudimentary and very exciting. And I've been exploring the stack footage of Video Leap. There's a lot of great stack footage in there. So... Um, keep that in mind. Keep it in mind uh, when it comes time for you to do your cell phone video editing. So, all right, that's all for now. I'm just very excited to get this thing out there. I'll talk to you later. This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.